0: Welcome to Vulnerability Hangover, the show where the only goal is authentic connection through vulnerable discussion. The rules? It's safe to be open, honesty is required, and kindness rules the conversation. The suggestions? Listen well, feel fully, and try to have some fun. Now, introducing your host, Anthony Rita. I am joined today by two very special guests. I have Pamela Portnoy and Alexa Marie Anderson of the no One's OK podcast. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining.
1: Hi. Thank you for having us thank you for having us
0: You're welcome. This is something I've been excited about. You two had me on your show, and I loved it. and thanks in part to a lot of your encouragement, I started this show. So this feels very full circle. I feel fun to have the roles reversed. Um, so again, thank you. And we will start, uh, Alexa, we'll start with you. Awesome. It's the same question to both of you. The better version of the worst question. Why do you do what you do?
1: Why do I do what I do? Well, I'm, I'm an actor and also podcaster. I'm going to say it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Say it. Uh, Yeah. Own it.
1: (laughs) I'm owning it. I'm owning it. It's weird. I feel like it took me a while to own both of those things. Actually. I feel like when a lot of people ask me what I do. I normally, at first I would say what my side hustle is, which is working in a bridal store. I don't know why it took me so long to own it and be like, I'm an actor. And I think it's that thing where, sorry, I'm going off book here. I should be answering the question and I'm really just, just talking. Okay. Um, But no, but really quick. I, 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 I'm owning it now. I'm an actor. Just because I'm not in something currently does not mean I'm not an actor. So owning that. Um, but I do it because oh, I love. For me, and I and I talk about acting as theater, film, musical theater, all the things because I love to do all of them. I'm a dancer as well. Um, I love to connect with humans so much that's also why i'm a podcaster i love connecting i love relating um i love the human experience um i think it is so helpful for people to see things being acted out on stage that are relatable to what's happening in their their lives same with film so that's why i do it
0: fantastic answer and there is no book you can go anywhere you'd like okay Thanks. Yeah. Same question. Why do you do what you do?
2: I do what I do because when I'm doing what I do, I am happiest and everything else kind of disappears and becomes less important. Um, if I'm having a shit day and I start doing what I do, um, I quickly forget. And I mean, I guess I could answer this question in a variety of ways, depending on the mood and the day. Um, But that's probably the number one reason it makes me happy. Um, It's my favorite thing to do. And I mean, if we're going to get into the psychological like reasoning, like, do I do it because I'm trying to get people to like me? Uh, Do I do it because um, I like connecting with people like alexa said I've, i also like connecting with people i like making people feel things yeah you know when i feel things when i watch tv shows and movies i'm like i want to do that for for other people
0: i like mm-hmm. that i like making people feel that's a good it's a good answer
2: going off of
1: pam too and i think Mostly with acting, not so much with podcasting. I also sometimes like it as a vehicle to escape myself. Like playing another character, it 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 it's nice to get out of myself and do something different. And not that I don't like myself, I like myself, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's fun to escape that for a little bit. I don't know. Maybe we can explore that more because I'm curious as to why I feel that way. But I
2: had that thought.
0: <laughs> How? Did you get to where you are today? What's the journey that you took?
2: OK, I <laughs> I've been acting since I was seven years old professionally, and I think five or six recreationally. Um, and I was kind of doing you know, it for fun. And when I was seven, I had a friend who is now um, a fairly well-known actress. Uh, we were really close, and she said to me, Why don't you do what I do? Why don't you give it a try? Why don't you like get an agent at like seven years old? And I was very like, similar conversations okay. to what I had. I like acting, I like doing plays. I'll, and so I took the idea to my parents. My parents are like, You can do that only if you get A's in school. And I'm like, Yeah, I'll... sure. And so I did, and they let me pursue it and I always had a great time doing it and I felt like this very like serious like desire to do it like I I was always taking it very seriously um but also loving it it felt very like adult for me to like pursue it especially when I was that age and I think over the years you know I always knew I wanted to pursue it but I think I was just particularly in high school and college, I was like afraid. And then I just came to terms with it um, when I was graduating college. And I, you know, I studied film there and I was like, well, I don't really, there's nothing else I want to do. So I'm just going to give this a shot. And I think, you know, I've just like everybody else have had ups and downs throughout my life that have, brought me closer and further away from my goals. And I feel like, especially this last year has given me the gift of becoming a little bit more at one with what my goals are. I've been trying to kind of look at it that way because this year has been shit, but um, it's really allowed me to focus on my craft more, really like think about why it is that I do what I do, And it's, um, brought out a lot of creativity in me, the stagnancy of this last year. I don't know if I'm answering your question at all, but, um, I will say, you know, I have been in love with acting forever and it's been like an adventure. Some days I was like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. A lot of days I was like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. And other days I'm like, there's nothing else that i could see myself doing this is it i fucking love this so much and uh finding complete peace in that is hard sometimes because it is a difficult industry oh man the vulnerability hangover is like real it's real it's It's real. real (laughs) Um, I just love it so much. And I've just stuck with it. And here I am still sticking with it. And I'm lucky enough to get auditions and to have a wonderful podcast partner to be podcasting with. And we mostly talk about acting. That's my messy answer.
0: I love it. I'm all for messy answers. The clean answers are no fun. Um, Thank you. And Alexa, the same question to you. What is what is the journey that you took to get where you are today?
1: The journey I took. Oof, a long <laughs> one across the United States. I'm kidding. <laughs> um I, oh gosh. So I was always sort of the black sheep of my family. Um I am the middle child and my older and younger sibling both are very, very talented in the sports, (laughs) the sports, all of the sports. Um, and I, in fact, my entire family, they're very big on sports. And I tried everything as a kid, as you do. Uh, And I was that one kid that they were like, I don't understand, like, what's going on here? Like,
2: (laughs) what is this?
1: (laughs) She's not getting it. (laughs) What's going on? Um, Yeah, it just wasn't my jam. So I turned to dance as another form of physical activity. And that kind of brought me into the world um, of singing and acting and all the things. And um, truly, it just made me feel seen um, because being the middle child and being different it, that, it, it was like my happy place. <laughs> it was where I got to be me. So, oh my God, am I getting emotional? We're not doing this. <laughs> That's why I said the thing. Ah. I started getting a little quivery. So ah. I feel you. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just felt seen. I did all of the school musicals and things like that. And a really great mentor of mine came up to me after a performance. And he was like, listen, you know, you can like really do this. Like, you don't just have to do this for fun. Like you can pursue it. For real. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's nuts to think someone even thinks that about me. I trusted him and his opinion. And I was like, all right, well, then I'm going to do the damn thing. I'm going to do this and I'm going to pursue it in college and I'm going to go for it. And I never looked back. Here I am in LA.
0: Well, thank you both for both of those answers. And It's pseudo, it's not really a big reveal anymore, but what do you do? What what do you both do?
2: Uh, I'm an actor and a podcast host, co-host. Yes, same.
0: Actor
1: and podcast co-host, same.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. When I have joined your podcast, we have talked about uh, the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows, two words. Uh, we talked about Sonder, we talked about After Some. Uh, I'm not going to give anything away, download the episodes, listen to the episodes. For that reason, I feel comfortable really diving into something that struck me today. Uh, I was in the car, I was listening to another podcast and one of the guests had a quote that really, really struck me. And the quote is, I'm only as successful as someone else can imagine me to be. And it just that, that sentence really struck me. And I feel like so much of going into any kind of industry or, or job or profession, you sort of need someone to take a risk on you in some, in some sense. And I was curious, especially in the creative type world uh, and certainly in acting, does that, does that quote resonate in any way? Does it make you think of anything?
2: makes me think so many things yeah when you said that i just thought of like the trials and tribulations that come along with social media mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i i thought what i thought of it was like um there's an increasing amount of pressure for actors in the industry to have a very strong social media presence and a lot of the time it feels a little bit contrived and um sometimes I just don't want to participate in that um I'm probably like relating to the quote incorrectly um no wrong answers
0: yeah there's no wrong answers how (laughs) can you I don't think you can like relate to something incorrectly (laughs) it's your (laughs) it's your interpretation of of Um, what it is
2: okay like different from like your uh intention but Mm. yeah I feel like it's very difficult to maintain your own success and your own feelings of motivation. Um, and so looking outside of that is um, a lot of people tend to gravitate to that, but I sometimes find that it's like pointless. Yeah. Because who are you doing mm-hmm. it for? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'll go off of,
1: what you said, Anthony, about someone having to take a chance on you. Cause sometimes I, I get into a really terrible mindset of why, why would they, there's a million good people out. Like, I know I'm good. There's a million, there's a million of us out here doing the same thing. What make, what is going to set me apart? What's going to make them take a chance on me? Sometimes it's hard to, it's, it's easy to get discouraged by that And, um, so sometimes I just have to like reverse the narrative and be like, why wouldn't they want me? (laughs) Why wouldn't they, you know, like it's possible if it's possible for someone else in my acting class, it's possible for me. But yeah, when you said that quote, I did immediately think of that too. It was like, sometimes you just need, you need someone to believe in, believe in you. And that's why a lot of times when I walk into the room for auditions, I'm like, I just need to make a friend. I just need to make a friend in here. Even if I don't book this job, I need to make a friend so that they want to call me in again so that then maybe they can become a fan and then maybe they'll take a chance on me.
2: If I may, I also think that I, and I 100% agree with you. I, I feel like when you go into a room like that, their, their job is to, you know, Cast this project. And so they're rooting for you. But I think that for them to have confidence mm-hmm. in the, your abilities, you have to have confidence uh, in your own abilities. Um, absolutely when not just like with like how talented you are it's like skill set and like here it is I'm doing my interpretation of the role and there is no right answer Mm and I know I'm being a total hypocrite because I'm like I don't know if I'm doing this right but I feel like that's you know art you know your own interpretation
1: yes it reminds honestly auditioning kind of reminds me of that TikTok trend that's going around where people are like when I'm like we did it with sending the email and then you're like really like shaking on the inside like telling someone off but like this is what I'm doing like I feel like that's how like before I walk into the audition room I'm like this and then when I walk in it's just like okay I'm ready here I am badass woman let's go like you have to like turn it on immediately we have to like flip a switch because you're right gotta believe in yourself.
0: Do you, do you feel almost like there's a sense of imposter syndrome, even with almost like if you go into an audition and is there that sense of imposter syndrome? And, and if there is, where do you think it comes from?
1: Um, yes, I do. To answer your question, yes. Uh, where it comes from. I wish I knew. Cause then maybe I would be able to help myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Located. Maybe I can locate the problem
1: it. and fix it. Um, no, I definitely feel that like, even if, even when I've booked roles, it's like, there's so many steps to everything. Cause even when you book something, then you're on set and you're like, are they going to know that this is my first time here? Are they going to know that? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like all these things, you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. In a way it is weird pam what do you think
2: (laughs) um i've been struggling i've been thinking a lot about this the last few weeks and i think it's interesting because i think this business ingrains in you that you're literally an ant in the line and that, you know, because there's so much rejection and there's so many people that look like you and are talented and go to the right classes that are really, you know, trying their best. So I feel like a lot of the time, the nature of the business and the people that get jaded by pursuing this for such a long time, kind of ingrained it in you of, well, it's chances are you're not going to book this thing. Well... I think that after, you know, being in that mindset for so long, you kind of start believing it and then you look, I don't know, something I've been trying to encourage myself and I've been trying to be more, you know, confident in the work that I do produce and I'll like be watching film and television. And I'm like, there's no reason that this is gonna sound so cocky, but like the truth is like, I work really hard at what I do. And the truth is there's no reason why I shouldn't be booking. But a lot of the time it's like, you're either the character or you're not, you're either the right look or you're not. And it has nothing to do with like, whether or not you can do the job. Um, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. So I think yeah. just by the nature of the business, like it kind of ingrains a little bit of imposter syndrome in you mm-hmm. when you have every reason, if you work as hard as you can to feel confident.
0: That makes a lot of sense. No, it, it really does. And there's, I, I resonate with some of that as well. Um, there, there's two things that I was thinking of. One that has to do a little bit with resilience and and I guess less imposter syndrome, I grew up playing baseball and in baseball, if you fail at the plate, seven out of 10 times, you're a hall of famer, which is the crazy it's the wildest thing. And so you know, this statistically, every time you go up to bat, you're probably going to get out, but you always have to believe that you're not, you have to go in because as soon as you, if you're like, I'm going to strike out like, well, yeah, you probably are for sure. And so it's, I as as the, the older I get, I'm more and more happy that that was the sport that I played because it taught me a lot about failure. And I learned that in life, you fail at a lot of stuff. And so it's how you, how you like get back up. Um, and even to the point of imposter syndrome, trying to, I guess, I guess my version of auditions is like send out a resume and try to like interview for a new job and try to, I, at the end of all this, I hope to like write a book. I'm like, how do you shift careers? So maybe it's already written and I haven't read it and that's why I'm.
1: <laughs> you can write it better. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Is. Write
0: it better. Write it better. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a sense of almost just like, was I actually good at anything that I did? Like, can I actually do these things? Like, can I like edit video? And can I write and can I do any of this stuff actually? Or like, was that just, that just false? Um, it's rough. It's rough. And And that's where that quote kind of, hit me where it's, it's, it's someone in some position of power, however great that might be, it's slightly more than yours. And it's kind of up to them if you get something or not. And that's just such a wild, wild thought. Um, but the flip of that, you two have a podcast. I now have a podcast. And that is something where the success of it has nothing to do with anyone else. It's really like, you know, why do you do this? If you want to connect with people, I want to. Why I want to do this is make meaningful connection, have good conversations, authentic conversations, uh, and create some of that rapport and camaraderie between people. I think that there's really nothing better than than a good conversation um, and and learning something about someone else and getting some empathy. And that success happens. Whether anyone listens to anything that I ever put out ever like the conversation has happened, do you two feel the same or something similar with with your podcast
1: I'd say yes um, I get a lot of the joy I get out of podcasting and connecting with people is worth is the success in my in my mind obviously, I want to build a listenership and i I want this to be hopefully someday will be my job, one of my full-time jobs. That would be great. Um, but it, it's, it just depends on how you define success. You know, um, I think a lot of the success comes from, I have a miserable day at work and I come home and I get to podcast and I feel 10 times better. That's a success in my mind today, right now. (laughs) So, Yeah, I, I, I would definitely, I would definitely agree with you on that.
2: And I agree with you. I think, um, success is what you define it to be. Yeah. Um, there is literally no two paths are the same. And I agree with Alexa. I just know that I feel happier after we podcast and I also feel creatively fulfilled. Because a lot of the time we're diving deeper into, you know, the acting world um, or diving into topics that inevitably, like, help us become better people and better actors in the process. Because it's really an art that has to do with the human condition, as is most art. So, uh,
1: yeah, I've learned so much about myself, too, through podcasting and acting both. You find out a lot about yourself um, when you're putting yourself out there. <laughs> find out a lot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what would you, is is there something, especially because you said that you, like you own it now, right? So you own being an actor. Is there something that you learned about yourself that made made it from where you didn't necessarily own it to where you, you know, you would say the side hustle versus yeah. the acting to where now you yeah. say the actor.
1: Um, I like to apologize a lot for who I am. I don't know. That is just, I, I that is something I learned about myself and I want to stop it. Um, I, I, I am who I am. And I, I don't need to, like, when someone asked me what I do, like, it feels weird saying it. it, No, it doesn't feel weird. It felt weird. Correcting myself. It felt weird saying acting because then I knew the next, or I was terrified to also say it because I knew the next question would be like, well, what are you in? And I'd be like, well, let me go die now because I'm in nothing. But here's the thing. If someone asks me that now, I'm going to be like, not currently, but I've done this, this and this. And I, you know, I'm auditioning. I'm putting myself out there. It's a work in progress. Like that's life. Um, but yeah, I always dreaded the next question that was going to come after that. Where is, as if I say I work in a bridal store as a manager, they're like, oh, cool. Like, don't you love like looking at pretty dresses all day? I'm like, hell Yeah. My soul is dying inside.
0: Sorry. (laughs) Don't apologize. Again,
2: here, I know.
0: Don't (laughs) apologize.
2: She's apologizing for being charming and hilarious. I I agree with her.
0: Come on, come on.
1: I'm blushing now. (laughs) Pam, I feel like you're very good at that. I feel like you're very good at being yourself. And when someone asks you what you do, you have no buts about it. You're like, I'm an actor.
2: I envy that. I think it's because... um, I've gotten so much of that comment. What were you in? But not only have I gotten that comment, I've had the comment like, oh, so like you're an actor. What do you do? I'm like, well, right now I'm auditioning a lot. Um, and there was someone that used to be in my life that said, well, you're always auditioning. When are you going to actually be in-? like, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, and I I don't think it was a like bad, like the person was not having bad intentions towards me but um it came from probably a place of like not understanding like the nature of the business and how like how many auditions we go through there are so many actors that I can name that are now like big stars that like have had thousands upon thousands of auditions and never booked anything until it was just the the stars were aligned correctly and it was the right role at the right place at the right time so a lot of the job is auditioning and not actually working that's exactly Um, what I was gonna say like the job is auditioning I think that moment hurt my feelings so much that I just kind of was like I don't care like I I am what it is, what it is. It is what it it is. It is what it is.
0: The title of your podcast is No One's Okay. And you end every episode asking either each other or the guest, are you okay? What has it been like asking people that question? And have you run into anything that has surprised you?
2: That's a great question. Um,
1: I don't know why I, I thought of one guest in particular that we had on our show. Because <laughs> what he said was so accurate and also funny. Um, I thought of Drew's
2: answer. He had a great answer.
1: We asked him if he was okay. And he was like, it's too soon to tell. <laughs> and I was like, you know, yeah, you're right it really is too soon to tell. Um
0: that is a great answer.
1: But I but I love that question. I mean we love that question and that's why we ask it and it honestly started out as a joke. We would we would joke about it ourselves like no, we would say like no one's okay like no one's okay when we were ranting about things because no one really is
2: just okay I think it was totally like a remark that we made about someone that we used to work with because yeah it was like is this person okay like we don't know we don't okay. think so um but I think what we found was like people always kind of like alexa apologizing for things that she has no reason to apologize for um people say that they're fine without actually meaning it or that they're okay without actually meaning it and we want to normalize get into the habit encourage celebrate um feeling things and i feel like you resonate with that i mean look at the name of your podcast yeah um we want to have real conversations about the human experience Mm
1: -hmm. and sitting in those emotions. I feel like, so a lot of the times we push emotions down just to get through the day and just sitting in that question of like, are you okay? Like, what are you really feeling? And sitting in how you're feeling is really important to do um, to make you a happier human, honestly.
0: I agree. There's, I love love this book, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And in that she talks about trying to numb feelings and a lot of addiction plays in with trying to numb some feeling and usually a negative feeling, but you can't specifically numb bad feelings and not numb happy feelings. You numb all the feelings. Yeah. And so not specifically with addiction, but just the idea of not feeling what you're feeling. Oh, I'm sad. I don't want to feel sad. So I'm just not going to like, that doesn't work or I'm angry. So I'm just not going to feel angry or like, I'm really pissed that this happened and it's very unfair. And it's all, everything is shit. Like feel all that, realize that it's not permanent and then move through it. And then you'll, you know, that's how you become more okay. Um, But I, I love, I love that answer. And I love that that premise. Um,
2: Thank you. Thanks.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. Is there anything about the acting world that those of us outside of the acting world don't know that we should?
2: Mm. Oh, that's a, that's a question. I don't know why maybe it's the story that I brought up earlier about the friend that said that to me. Um, But I'm now thinking of like, I'd like to do a public service announcement to loved ones of people that are actors um, or artists. Um, Do not think, think what you want to think. I'm not saying what to think, but don't assume that people are Doing it to become famous. I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. people are that there aren't people that are pursuing acting just because they want to be famous. I'm sure there are people like that out there. In fact, I've met some, but not all actors, singers, dancers are doing it to become famous. They're A lot of us are doing it. I'm sounding so bitter. A lot of us are riled up. A lot of us are doing it because the art, the craft is genuinely what we love to do. And a lot of the advice that we get as artists is if there is anything else in the world that you could picture yourself doing, go do that and a lot of us sit there and think about is there something else because this is fucking hard am i allowed to curse on this podcast
0: absolutely yes excellent
2: it's fucking hard and so I was gonna there say was anything did. else that would be fulfilling <laughs> we would probably go for it i mean i'm not going to speak for everybody but like because i'm sure there are people that do it to be famous but like don't assume that because it hurts people's feelings and it you know we work really hard at trying to be good at what we do that's my PSA welcome to my TED talk
0: we're gonna go to last call Or if there's anything you would like to talk about that last we didn't call. talk about
2: I drink. last drink. oh yeah call. yeah
0: last call bottoms cheers. up <laughs> cheers cheers um, the lights
2: are gonna be turned on we gotta get out of here mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
0: Mm. Um, yeah, if there's, if there's anything that you wanted to talk about that you didn't, um, something that you would like to be asked or something you would like to ask of me, uh, I always like to make sure that it's a two-way street.
2: I want to know time. about what, what brought, when did you get the idea for this podcast? What brought it about, um, i i love it and honestly you're a dream guest to have Mm -hmm. on a show as a like our podcast guest you were a dream and we're going to continue to have you as long as you're you know happy to be our guest always happy Um, and it's such a pleasure to see you hosting yes
0: thank you thank you very much
2: (laughs) of course and i want to hear more about how you got here
0: yeah ooh, this is good um (laughs) So the idea of a podcast has been floated to me throughout my life. Um, or I guess throughout my life that podcasts have been in existence. Um, and I've had, I have a good speaking voice. That's been pretty consistent. And I remember my senior year of high school, one of my teachers was like, you should try to be the, uh, the speaker at graduation. Cause you have a good voice. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And I wrote something and it was okay. And I didn't get it, but that was, it's just like planted a seed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, And over this last year as well, I've had a lot of conversations about why I want to do what I, what I do or the purpose behind what I want to do and how, how I can bring that into something that I do every day. And so much of what I love to do is connect with people. I love having conversations with people that I have just met or that I've known for a long time and just asking them deeper questions. Um, non-surface level and really even like a level below one under surface level. And I've always just really loved trying to understand other people's points of view and other people's experiences and trying to let that inform my own experience. And that is where a lot of this came from is, is I thought, I know quite a few really interesting people that do interesting things and I'm sure there's good stories there and I would love to hear them and it's
2: you should get them on the show instead
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then I know these two girls that have a podcast and I just thought they would they would be fun too
1: like why not (laughs) why not
0: why not oh um there was there's almost this idea that everyone's an expert there's even when I was coming up with the idea of, of, of starting this, so much of it is, oh, we have a guest on and they're an expert in this. And it's almost the, the idea that everyone is an expert in living life. We all have that expertise. And that's kind of why I, I hinge at the beginning question of like, why do you do what you do? I call it the better version of the worst question because I hate with a passion, I fucking hate going into anywhere and introducing myself. Oh, hi, I'm Anthony. Oh, what do you do? Like, that's the most important thing. That's always the follow-up question. and I just loathe that line of questioning completely because it's like, I am not my job. No one is their job. Mm. And if you are, probably not good. Um, and so I just really want to, I want to talk with people, see their stories, see what interesting perspectives they have on things that I'm curious about. And also if they want a platform, I really enjoyed coming on and talking about something that I was passionate about. And maybe that, you know, reached someone that I wouldn't have reached otherwise. I want to give other people that same, that same opportunity. So that is, uh, that is, that is why I do this.
2: I love it. That's I, I, question. I really like that. Uh, um, that honest I, I, I honestly copied your question. Uh, you came up with <laughs> it, okay. but, but yeah, I, um, I think it's, um, yeah, I agree with you. I think that's wonderful. And I really like Thanks. your podcast. Yeah.
0: Oh, thank you so much.
2: Right,
0: we'll go to recommendations. That was, I, I'm feeling like very warm and fuzzy and I'm just going to, we're just going to go out on a, on a warm, fuzzy high. Um, recommendations uh it's gonna be a book music and a recipe or some dish that you really like that i can look up a recipe for start with alexa
2: Mm.
1: and a book i have a recommendation first let me just lead with that i do have a recommendation it is of a book that i have not finished yet so i feel like that's sort of a fail but i am notorious for picking up a book reading half of it and then putting it down okay i'm sorry this is don't apologize all right Yes. Damn it. Um, (laughs) Shit. Damn it. I thought I was getting better. Um, But, and I haven't finished it, but my book recommendation is if you like nonfiction and you like legal things and murder. If we like murder. (laughs) I mean, I mean, reading about it. Sorry. (laughs) Reading about it.
2: I'm just being a smart ass. Please continue. <laughs> Here I am.
1: Um,
2: Chaos.
1: It's about the Manson murders. It is very good. It's like the new, it's the latest book out about that. And okay. I I really enjoy it. It is If you're into that sort of thing, learning about history is really what I should have said. Not if you like murder. If you like learning <laughs> about history. Um, There's a
0: lot of murder in history. If you're, if so.
1: you're exactly... It's very true, Um if you like the '60s, I'm a huge fan of the '60s. I find that era very fascinating. You will enjoy that book. It is quite thick. You might have to look up some legal terms while reading it, but it's worth it. Trust me. Very, very um, insightful and entertaining.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Pam, <laughs> nice. Do you have a recommendation? I do. You do. Like <laughs>
2: sure why not (laughs) I'm I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna like um I was like a smart ass Alexa that was a very good suggestion um thank you you're welcome uh yes I have two suggestions uh one of which is um The Meek written by author J.D. Palmer who just happens to be like basically my older brother um it's spectacular it's a trilogy you can find it on amazon it's part of the unbound trilogy and um it like it's his first book that he has ever written and it's so so good and lots of adventure it's a post-apocalyptic apocalyptic novel very entertaining um and the last book in the children is like epic. So like pick up the first one and give it a shot. Um, the second one I would recommend is Outlander, which um, I'm sure there are listeners out there that I've seen the Stars series Outlander. And this is the books that it's uh, based on. And it's pure escapism. I'm obsessed with the series. Um, the author is actually still writing them. Um, it's about a woman that from the 1940s that travels back in time to Scotland in the 1600s. 1600s I believe um and it there's like adventure romance murder <laughs> um, all the all the things that people like <laughs> so go get it
0: fantastic <laughs> <laughs> um Alexa we'll go back to you and yeah. music
2: music
1: okay I'm gonna recommend the band um it's a girl band um Haim oh I really- yes I really love them. I really do. I've been listening to them like nonstop lately. They're badass. All of their music is good. I can't pick a song. They're really fun
2: to jam to in the car. My, is it my turn? It is your turn. Yes. Okay. I thought I, I'm the type of person that like plays a song till it, (laughs) till it dies. Um, and, uh, lately this past year, I really have been enjoying, um, let my love open the door by Pete Townsend. Oh, that's a good one. Beautiful. And um a band called Lumine also does a really nice version of it. Also like Taylor Swift came in with um not evermore, the other one full oh, uh, of
1: uh folklore, folklore. She came in
2: Hot with Folklore this past year and uh, that was like my album of my life for quarantine. So <laughs> Good,
0: good, good, all good, all (laughs) good things. Um, recipes, Alexa, do you have okay?
1: This, I have, I I do, I have one. I don't know if you can look it up because it's I made it.
0: Oh, it's me.
1: Um, maybe I can make it for you sometime when we have you in person on our show. Um, would, I'll make everyone ris- risotto. I made show oh. like a whole pot full of risotto
2: <laughs> studio.
0: That is I an will. excellent bribe. I will. I
1: will, um, I will. It's a lemon risotto
2: with asparagus and it's very tasty. Um, for me, it's banana pancakes because Ooh. I'm not much of a cook, I'm still learning. And um, I, I just found this like incredibly simple recipe um, bananas, eggs, flour of choice, milk of choice. Um I can probably send you the recipe, it's uh, fairly easy, but you mash it all up together and you cook it like pancakes and it tastes like banana pancakes. And I think next time I'm making them I'm gonna add some chocolate chips. Ooh, yeah. And I think Alexa suggested peanut butter. That would be good too. So love oh, peanut butter.
0: Wow. Peanut butter yeah. does make pretty much everything better. Mm-hmm. 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 Friends of the show alexa marie anderson pamela portnoy check out no one's okay it's fantastic and it really does dive into deep stuff and no one is okay pamela alexa thank you so much for joining me
2: thank you it was such a pleasure thank you so much for asking us i always have fun talking to you
0: that does it for today's episode I hope The Hangover doesn't hit you too hard. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I truly appreciate it. If you have more time to subscribe, comment, or leave a review, that's very helpful for this podcast's success with the algorithm, the omnipotent algorithm. Feel free to find the pod on Instagram at vulnerabilityhangoverpod or on Twitter at podhangover. You can listen to this podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. Special thanks to Alan Hirsch and Torn Westfall for original music. The rest is all me, Anthony Rita. Thank you again. And until next time, drink in that vulnerability.